energy sovereignty, sustainability, and resilience are central components to global climate action, the protection of Mother Earth, and the safeguarding of generations to come. Tanse, hello, and welcome to the Decolonizing Power podcast series that will take you to three regions around the globe to explore how community-led and partnered clean energy projects have been successful. My name is Muskokwin James Harper, which is Nihiawewin, or Cree, for Red Cloud, and it is my given first name, though in the series we'll go by my middle name, James. I am from Surgeon Lake Cree Nation, which is in Treaty 8 territory in Northern Alberta, Canada. I'm joining you from my home here in Treaty 1 territory, Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. I've just completed a two-year master's of renewable energy, which has brought me to places as far as Stockholm, Sweden. Now I've come home with plenty of knowledge and I'm actively helping communities pursue their own initiatives towards implementing community-led clean energy projects of their own. It is my great privilege to co-host this series with my good friend, Freddie Upe Campbell. Hi, hi. Thank you so much, James. My name is Freddie, and I'm a proud Métis woman with familial roots in Lac La Biche, as well as mixed settler lineage. I am learning the Nehiawewin, or Cree, language that my grandmother spoke and the ancestors before her. I'm a project coordinator at Indigenous Clean Energy, a nonprofit supporting meaningful collaboration with Indigenous peoples in the transition to a clean energy future. I join you today from the unceded and unsurrendered territories that the Algonquin Anishinaabe peoples have and continue to defend and protect. I want to speak to the fact that the lands I currently reside on are not the traditional territory that I was born, nor those of my Métis ancestors. Not only is this important to recognize and respect the territory that I live on and travel to, but to learn, listen, and give thanks to the Indigenous peoples that have and continue to care for and sustain these lands even when they were forcefully taken away. So for those listening, I challenge you to educate yourself about the history and the current reality of the land that provides for you and to take the time to connect to it. At the heart of this series are stories and perspectives of clean energy projects that are designed by and for communities. Evidently, this approach to energy hasn't been the case and historically speaking, continues to persist to this day. Aggressive fossil fuel extraction that pollutes lands and waters, unilateral flooding of and changing landscapes for large-scale hydro, and forceful persecution of communities that oppose energy development projects are all examples of how the status quo built energy systems have and continue to harm people, natural habitats, and the climate. Decolonizing power is about dismantling this hierarchical, one-sided, human-centered approach to energy, and instead looking for better ways to coexist with the earth and empower communities with clean, affordable energy that they believe in and support. In this series, we will hear stories of how communities are accomplishing clean energy projects on their own and what decolonizing power really looks like on the ground. We are now in a moment where we need to reach meaningful reconciliation, racial justice, and climate action. Decolonizing power might be one way we can achieve this. So James, listening to your description of decolonizing power, I have to ask, 
what drew you to this project in the first place? And why is it meaningful to you to be involved? Yes, Decolonizing Power uh, has so many layers to this great series that we're hosting that are in total alignment with my my upbringing and the values that my family has taught me. The, the Cree way, I suppose, uh, has been the oral history that has been shared generation to generation. You know, for, for one, the power storytelling comes out of, you know, the actual content itself. You know, stories can be entertaining and stories can be a source of inspiration and, and so many things. But there's also the experience of the storytelling itself and that serving as a medium or as a, as, as a way to facilitate building strong kinship between generations, between communities, uh, between people who have different perspectives, honestly. Um, and so for me, that at the very first layer of it, Decolonizing Power, our podcast series, is about facilitating even more storytelling. What about you, Freddie? Yeah, James, I completely agree with what you said. And I think it's a really great point to bring up. I, I'm really excited about getting down to the human elements of energy I mean, energy makes up everything. It makes up us as human beings. And how does clean energy or how do clean energy projects impact us on an individual level? So in some of the communities that we interview, what does being a part of that project look like for them? And, and how does that make them more inspired uh, to take action? I think for me, it's really neat to be able to hear those stories and to interview folks and, and learn um, from our perspectives and expand our knowledge and our work in that way as well. And of course, to highlight the absolutely incredible work that Indigenous communities here have done and communities around the world are doing as well. For sure. I mean, we couldn't be more aligned on on this perspective, on this understanding of, of energy um, for sure, my cookum, my grandmother, you know, offered a lot of her wisdom through storytelling and through through teachings. I remember this one time we were having tea and bannock uh, at her place, and I was in the I was in the middle of my masters. I was doing a, a little visit back home, um, and I was telling her about you know the fascinating world of renewable energy of exciting new designs of wind turbines and energy storage and microgrids and all of this. But she wanted to remind me that energy is so much more than just the physical elements that, uh, you know, the machinery and, and transmission lines and flow of electrons. It's more than that. Uh, and she described it to me in, in Cree, in Hiawewin, uh, as kakuna eyawin which literally translates to it's all around us. We are all sort of matter of the universe. Um, you know, the, the fundamental elements of the universe. Um, we were all constructed out of the same building blocks that makes the stars, that makes planets, that makes plants and animals. Um, and when, when our time comes, of course, we are returned back into the earth and the cycle repeats for new life to come out of that. Um, so indeed, this perspective of energy that she, she shares with me is something that I remind myself every single day, uh, which again is, is not just power itself, not just you know utilities and bills and electricity, but the actual other side of it, which is uh, deconstructing our relationships, decolonizing our relationships that, that have been 
in a Western perspective, one-sided, um, and regaining this balance and regaining um, the reciprocal balance of nature and our relationship with nature and so forth. So um, I'm just really excited for this series. Um, I'm really looking forward to the stories that, uh, that will be shared. Hi, hi. Thank you so much for sharing that beautiful teaching from your Cookham, James. It resonates with me on many levels. I am beyond grateful for all of the lessons my elders have and continue to teach me. What comes to my heart now is being able to carry forward a mindset and an act to live sustainably by taking time to care for the earth and observe all that is within it from the two-legged to the four-legged to the wing to the finned. Recognizing the deep interconnections between everything is something that will be reflected within this series. And when it really comes down to it, it's about sharing those stories and those experiences from communities that are bound together by energy and are driving forward just and sustainable energy transitions. Totally, totally. Um, in the spirit of storytelling, there's the actual act of you know exchanging words and, and telling a story and listening. But there's also storytelling through through visual art and through song, through music. Uh, and and countless other mediums. So we would like to take some time to recognize the artists behind the podcast. You know, art can communicate ideas, perspectives, and stories where words cannot. And to this end, we are so appreciative of the artists that put in their creativity, passion, and time into making this series that much more beautiful. Yes, we definitely do have some incredible artists behind this podcast. And Tara Miller is a Tiage, or what is known as Montreal-based Maliseet artist. She's trained in multiple art forms, including animation, traditional painting, and printmaking. She has a passion for creating vibrant, thoughtful art that covers a range of subjects and genres, from current events to high fantasy. Currently, Tara is focusing on concept art and visual development. And can I say, James, I mean... This is an incredible Indigenous youth. Um, she applied to our in a Generation Power Art Contest at Indigenous Clean Energy and had to answer a question about how clean energy is impacting the world and, and how she sees Indigenous views coming into it. And I just think it's such an incredible voice. And I'll read a little bit for the, for the listeners. Uh, we'll post the entire piece uh, on the ICE network and on our socials, but uh, when explaining the contradictions that we live in in this world and what clean energy means to her, Tara said that as Indigenous youth, we often find ourselves living in contradiction. We exist in a thoroughly modern world, but we also keep close ties to our heritage and the knowledge that comes with it. Our traditions teach us respect for the earth, for the cycle of life, and our part within it. At the same time, we find ourselves inundated with technology and discourse that separate us from the natural world. Despite this, I firmly believe that it is our responsibility to usher in the knowledge we carry from our heritage to the mainstream. If we can reach out and educate those around us on how to embrace clean energy, we can create a new movement centered around using traditional Indigenous knowledge to propel clean energy into the limelight. Wow, that's that's so moving. Hearing the inspiration behind the piece and, and the wonderful art that she's contributed to this podcast, you know, enlightens me even more. <laughs> and and that's that's saying something considering how moved I was from seeing the artwork um, you know, by itself. 
um, but her explaining where it came from uh, and and the motivation behind it is just even more uh, inspiring. So thank you again to to Tara. Alex Jurako is a podcast producer and editor currently based in Chiochiagi, or what is known as Montreal. She has graduated from the Visual Journalism Program at Concordia University, and you can find her work at alexjurako.com or find her on IG and Twitter at Alex Jurako. Oh, yeah, I can only echo that, James. And I also have to give a huge shout out to Alex. She is absolutely incredible, extremely talented and creative and has just been a real joy to work with on this project. So thank you, Alex, for making this podcast (laughs) from the ground up. Uh, I would also like to thank Quentin Kondo, who is a Mi'kmaq artist that wrote and produced the song Power Generation, which will be featured all throughout our podcast, as you would have heard in the beginning. Uh, His music is a call to take collective responsibility and ask for systemic changes while telling us soulful and touching stories straight from the res. Quentin's band is QO52, and you can find him on all the social medias. The power of storytelling, for sure, once again, you know, can go way beyond words in this way through song. Um, and again, you know, this is something that I grew up with as well with my kukum and, and you know, the countless powwows and round dances that I've gone to is that, you know, when, when words aren't enough, we sing and we dance. So thank you so much. Hi, hi to, to Quentin uh, and, and all of the effort that went into the song. It's beautiful and it totally matches and it totally aligns with, you know, the, the message that we want to share uh, throughout the series. We would like to take a moment to express our gratitude to all of the Indigenous and global community members, national Indigenous organizations, key governments, clean energy and development assistance agencies, microgrid developers, utilities, academic institutes, and other organizations who have contributed to this podcast. A particular expression of appreciation to Natural Resources Canada and the Clean Energy for Remote Communities team for supporting this podcast and Indigenous clean energy projects and programming from coast to coast to coast. I would also like to express a deep gratitude to the ICE team. Thank you for the support and the collaborative effort on this project. And thank you all for your tireless work to take action and make changes for an inclusive and just clean energy transition. If you enjoyed what you heard today, please subscribe to the Decolonizing Power podcast series wherever you find your podcasts. We welcome you to join us on our next episode as our journey across the world begins with the community of Kiashkezaging Anishinaabe, or Galbe First Nation, an Ojibwe community on the western shoreline of Lake Nipigon in northwestern Ontario. I also kindly ask you to please engage with us on icenet.work and connect with us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn at Indigenous Clean Energy.